Let me tell you how I'm getting my feet summer ready. Soft, sexy, and beautiful. I am using Babyfoot, the original foot peel. It's the number one selling foot peel in America with nearly 30 million sold worldwide. They offer a selection of DIY at-home treatment products that are quick and easy to use. And the foot peel is a professional grade product at a price that makes it affordable to a wide range of consumer. It has won many beauty awards over the years and the peels are made with 16 natural ingredients. The gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing this dead skin to reveal the fresh, healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot. Baby foot qualifies as a clean product. They are also vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. For my listeners, go to www.babyfoot.com and use promo code EMOTIONAL20 for an exclusive 20% discount. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L-2-0. Today is not the day to be recording, but we are recording because, well, David and I both have kids, which we didn't have before. Um, Actually, we did have before, but like, it's very hard. Lady is currently playing Alphabet Train, watching Miss Rachel, and she's got this crazy hip hop rapping duck. Um. So if you hear that in the background, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I know this isn't a parent podcast, but you know what? It's slowly becoming that. So get with the program or get off the alphabet train. Um, And David is coming to us live from Maine. He is summering as a verb. Um, And there is shitty weather. And I'm so sorry for you because we've been living in 102 degree weather here in Los Angeles right now. So um, I wish I could give that to you, I guess. That would Look, be too hot for your blood. All I'm saying is, hello, lady. <laughs> if there's if there's like any doubt left in people's heads that climate change might not be real, like right. now's the time to like peek your head outside and be like, hmm, hmm what's this Half all the world about? on fire. Right, 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 right. Now- Los Angeles is like 135 degrees. Um, And what's so weird is like, I feel like it's so confusing because the weather that we have today, which is we are recording this, I'm going to be until July 17th. So the weather today, it almost feels like a Midwest storm. I was thinking about you. I was like, how appropriate, like possible chance of thunderstorms. It's like, there's a moisture to the air. Could it be like earthquake weather? I don't know. Like, we'll see how the day progresses and when this episode comes out. Yeah, it's wild. But Just enough like about the weather. Wild. All over the place. Enough about the weather. We're enough really turning into a parent podcast. We are really It's turning- like every person I run into, like I love being up here because it's like you put your kid in a stroller and you like walk through town and it's so small that yeah. like every 50 feet you run into somebody new that like knows you. So you right. stop and have a conversation. Yep. So like I find myself on my morning walks having the same 15 conversations of like oh how's the weather how was your winter like (laughs) yeah yeah what's it like being in a small town where it's like because you're not from you know the east coast you're from the midwest like no no is it a is it a different vibe for you like are you into it are you like this is so strange i mean like 
Maine as as a state is just like overwhelmingly white. Sure, um, right, yes. Sure, yeah, good. like let's just call table stakes or table stakes here. Um, but it is like a, a old white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yes. Large amounts of money, summering sure. communities. So it has been fun. It's like very interesting to me. Yeah. To be up here because that is not what I'm used to by any means. Right, right. Um, but you have a lot of people doing like really interesting work up here and cool. grappling with what that means to be one of these communities and how do you grow and diversify and all uh, like it's like very weird. And like the stereotype is 100% real, but I also challenge people to be like, there's cool stuff happening up here that like, you know, well, gets painted over with those sure. broad brushstrokes. But like, it's been fun to be up here and like get involved. But you and know, be like, what? Oh, this is sort of my everything. community and we're all sort of, yeah, but. Yeah. And so I think no, like everywhere. from a baseline, it's very confusing yeah. <laughs> being like, what the yeah. is this place? Yeah. Um. But you grow into it. The reason why this episode is so important and I wanted to come on and even though it's just going to be like a quick mini thing, like I just wanted to say we are striking as as SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. SAG has officially decided to strike. They started on Friday. Um, I'm about to go and strike this week and, and Lady's going to come with me if the heat's not crazy. I've been driving by like a wild person honking insanely and they're like, there's all these signs and it's like excessive noise. You'll be violated. I'm like, I don't care. I'm making noise. Um, and you know, you immediately wrote me as if you're in SAG, which I appreciate. Um, you're so supportive and you're like, we're striking, <laughs> like it's happening. But the reason why I wanted to come and talk about this and the reason you wanted to come and talk about this is we had done that huge episode with Ross Ingram and we had talked about AI and technology and how it's taking over businesses. And we just wanted to come on here and kind of explain as to why it is so important that people are locking down contracts, having this conversation, how it's affecting so many, so many people's mental health, their physical health, um, their finances. Like there's just so much going on. So just in a quick thing, like do you want to kind of explain your side of, of why it's so important for you that you wanted to have this conversation? And then I can say a little bit and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think that I am not part of the guild yeah. or an actor by any means. Emotionally, yes. Um, you know, you, I've heard from other people who are in SAG, who are musicians, who technically are vocal performers. Sure. You know, they don't act on film. Like, I feel like to the average person who just like sits around and watches TV and has like never done any more insight into the industry, like right. they don't really know what's going on. Mm -mm. So I think that's the first thing that's really interesting. From a thing you use or consume on a day-to-day -day basis as like somebody who is just like meandering through life. Sure. You sit down, you watch television, you listen to podcasts, you, you know, listen to music. Most of the people that are providing you content are union members in a way that you don't really conceptually grasp. Sure. And like sure. what that means. I think the second part of this is really interesting because the writers went on strike. Right. Then like Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, who left and came back 
um we could do the like i i have a lot of like tech background like commentary on the bobs but like i don't think that really matters but i do think it's interesting that like netflix went through this like huge internal change pre-writer strike yeah um like sir ted moved into a different role they've brought in new leadership netflix like internally is going through this like monstrous change um disney has the same sort of you know internal change at the same time we're trying to figure out how to make movies and television shows happen all of a sudden artificial intelligence booms in the creative space like large language models come out mid-journey generative content creation happens and it's just like become the perfect shitstorm where like things are circling the drain now and it's like oh wait a minute like i feel like on the last podcast i was like ai is not coming for your job as an actor and i like still deeply believe that yeah but what i did not anticipate is these companies that are content servicers you know time warner disney netflix people that are creating original television movies podcasts media are like now in this position where there's the residuals which you can talk to because i have like a million questions for you about like what have you done and actually how do you get paid because i think that's like a weird like how does any of that happen and then there's this other aspect of it being like oh wait a minute it's not about you it's about all the people that act with you. Yes. Like background actors 100%. creating synthetic AI. Like they're not like sure for for the a section of people in Marvel movies, you know, like they want to create you synthetically and own your rights forever. So you don't have to be around. They can scan your face. They can make a computer like generated version of you. But this like if you read the contracts over what you guys are striking about, I think it's like wildly interesting that it's like. We could take a little bit of you. We could take a little bit of your friends, your voice, your image, like meld them together, create an entirely new synthetic person. And that's the thing we're going to put in the movie and we don't have to pay anybody for it anymore. And that is sort of bananas in a way that I did not expect. Right. And so I think that that's, you know, there's been a lot of people that have been, you know, going, oh my God, this is, you know, so ridiculous that you're striking. Everyone's making so much money. Like, let me just break this down for you. I'm going to use myself as an example, right? Yeah. I have been a member of SAG. I can't even remember the exact date, but I've been a member since I think I was nine years old. I'm 36 years old. That is a long time. Um, Of that entire time, I was pretty lucky enough to be eligible for my insurance because I was getting paid up until I would say a few years ago um, when residuals like kind of capped out. Um, uh-huh. when it comes to your insurance, um, not getting jobs or the jobs that I did get, even though you would think that you'd be paid a lot, they were, you know, with streaming and stuff, it was yeah. at a very, very, very low budget, low budget. So I didn't even qualify enough for insurance. So like, you know, when, when I was at my, uh, I'll say at the prime of when payment was prime and, and residuals were prime and, and stuff was great. Like I had the best insurance and it was incredible and it was so perfect. Now for me, when I had the baby, when I was pregnant, when I was going through all that, you know, my therapy and the yeah. postpartum and, and, you know, the pregnancy, um, 
I was paying out of pocket for insurance because I had been dropped by my insurance because I hadn't had a job because it was COVID and like my residuals weren't counting anymore. And there was just so much stress and so much anxiety that it just was Mm -hmm. so expensive. And in order for me to have certain doctors, I had to have certain insurance, which was very expensive on a monthly basis, not counting the, you know, extra funds that went into therapy sessions that went into psychiatrists who were watching me. I mean, it's so expensive. So, you know, we talk about AI and all this stuff, right? What people don't understand is, you know, the example that has been used and been circulating is a background actor comes in. And a lot of people, like I did background work when I was really little, when I was a young kid to get my SAG card and to get SAG eligible, you know. Um, I remember I did background work one time on um, George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser in San Francisco because I was living in San Francisco. I wasn't even in LA. Um, but what was really, what's really, you know, terrifying about this is a background actor will go in and you can get good steady money being a background actor. Um, and a okay. lot of them have been on the same show for like 10 years, you know, if they're on CSI, and you know, they're, it's just familiar, right? And they're, they're, they're lovely. They're incredible people. And, and anyways, beyond that, they're getting paid for one day of work. And essentially what the upper ups want is to be able to scan them and use that one day of work for the rest of their life, even after they pass away, just keep continually using it over and over and over for one day of pay. Now, I know what I get paid as an actress who's worked a lot, who's not, you know, in the, you know, gazillionaire, you know, section, but like a strong working actress. And I am not getting paid anything compared to what I used to, anything. I've also been out of a job, um, you know, pre-COVID, then COVID happened, then I got pregnant, then, you know, now afterwards, like there's a strike. It just feels like for those of us who were used to being, I'll use in quotes, working actors, right? It just feels like this different world. And there are so many actors that I knew growing up that were teen actors and then in their early 20s and we would always go up against each other. And it was like this camaraderie that so many of them like post COVID were like, it is a different business. It is, you know, all about like, there's not enough money to keep your life like up and at it in Los Angeles. Like we're moving to Texas. We're moving to Florida. We're moving to, you know, DC, like wherever they're moving to Chicago Mm -hmm. and we're just not doing this anymore. And we're starting over. And it's this weird moment of, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Right. But like at the same time, like, do I have to rethink about my life of being yeah. what I've always been as an actress? Like, it, it's just, it's a really, really, really scary moment. And I know that their negotiations are going to happen again in two years, that contracts will be up again, but it's kind of about being strong. And like, that's why I love Fran Drescher. It's like, she's nipping it in the bud, like right away. Yeah. Because if you don't start take this problem in your own hands now, right? It's just going to spiral out of control. And the best example that I would say to people is watch that Netflix Black Mirror episode. Joan is, what is it? Joan is born. Oh my God. Joan is crazy. I don't remember. I saw the article. Anyways, I watched it because my friend Jared's in it. Um, Jared Goldstein, who's amazing. So fucking funny in it. I interviewed him on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. it's just so wild because you're like, oh my God, this could never happen. But it's like, it is absolutely happening and it absolutely is going to get to that. Yeah. 
It's not what it used to be. And, you know, I remember the first thing that really like kind of threw me for a loop was when I was on Caprica, which was a a gajillion years Mm -hmm. ago. I remember when it it was too expensive to keep going on the network and they were like, oh, well, you know, and this was before like streamers were buying and picking up like seasons. Right. But I remember it went to Netflix and like, I think I saw 10 cents when it went to Netflix and it was like the number one. Yeah, I think I was I was like, what? Like, what is what does this mean? Like. Meanwhile, like my Malcolm in the Middle episode when I was 10 years uh, old was making me more money. You know what I mean? It was just like, I wild. think it's, and this is the thing. Like, I, I want to touch on two things that yeah. like you've sort of glossed over because they're table stakes for you. But for most people, the way that SAG works, the way that being a performer works is like you get your card. And that doesn't mean you're in the union and get benefits. No. Like you have to work X amount. Like yeah, imagine you if you were a teacher. And you have to pay your dues. Yeah. Like imagine if you were a teacher and joined a teacher's union and they were like, actually, we're only going to insure teachers that teach four classes a year. Everybody else like Bye. kick yeah. rocks. Yeah. So I think there's that aspect to the union of like from the get go. And this is like for some historical context here, like we did a lot of pushback with SAG and when we were doing the stuff with music and touring and mental health, because we were like for artists that clearly need help that are members, but because they're not touring, they don't currently meet coverage. And then they're like, but music cares. And I was like, they help two people a year. Yeah. So it's just like bananas, like from the like, well, wasn't I'm it the, all for. Wasn't it the crazy story, something like Hillary Swank or something won an Oscar and then she couldn't even go to like the doctor for an emergency because she didn't have health insurance? So, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like there's a and like, look, these are things that will have to get worked out. And like this really isn't the current issue with the strikes and the contracts, but like membership in these unions is not membership in a union a way you might think of a teacher or a firefighter or. Sure. So I think there's that aspect to it. That's like a different level of confusion that most people don't pick up or don't understand. And then I think too, that like, you know, like why I care, like why I want to talk about this so much, because it is this like perfect intersection of like tech has ruined how you guys get paid. Mm Mm-hmm. And like a very interesting way, but those two things lead to healthcare outcomes. So like, it's a very quick conversation yes. for me to be like, oh, the reason I care about this is not because I care how many cents you get paid for a right. Malcolm in the Middle episode. Mm-hmm. It's because very quickly, many, many actors that seek care, that need health insurance, whose families are supported, you're staring down a a, a a freight train in many ways of like, well, the conversation we're having right now was about AI and actors' rights and and how do we get paid and what do streamers do and, and like, to the most of the public like does not give a shit about that. No, no. But like once you once you compute that outcome, if it goes the wrong direction, what happens is a bunch of actors get sick, they no longer work because AI didn't take their jobs. Mm-hmm. It just like changed the directionality of where we're going. 
and the unions aren't set up to move fast enough. And like, no. there's this like weird lag phase. And like the next thing we know, like we're right back to mental health and primary care. How a background actress gets paid or synthetically made, like you jump two steps and you're like, oh, wait a minute, like 50% of the industry is no longer covered for health insurance. Well, and what I also believe is on that note is that what you're seeing is, what I believe is that the SAG after union, the WGA, coming together is they're kind of setting the 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 setting the tone for the entire world of being mm-hmm. like if this union could easily be taken over by AI right and by contracts and by lessening money mm-hmm. how easy it's going to be for the coal miners union how easy it's going to be to take over for the teachers union like I'm sorry I know that we're just dumb actors and like whatever but at the end of the day Mm-hmm. We talked about this. The AI technology is there for mm-hmm. lawyers. It's there for doctors. It's there for teachers. It, yeah, this like, is like setting the tone for the world of like, wake up. But I think too that like, and you know, and I might've said this like with Ross too, like, you know, like Drake does not need to worry about artificial intelligence Drake ruining his income streams. Sure. Leonardo DiCaprio does not need to worry about AI Leonardo DiCaprio like inhibiting his ability to like hang out on the Hamptons every summer. Yeah. Like if you are at that, like top 1%, none of this really matters to you because people want the real version of you, not the fake version of you. Right. right. The, the, where this matters is the middle chunk. That is people that you know from that one thing. And then you like, look at their IMDB profile and you're like, holy shit, they've been in 95 different. Those are the people. Yep. That they're like, we can chunk a bunch of money off of, synthetically not have to pay these people. And then, like, even from this case, like, again, like, part of what this background stuff does is, like, we'll probably land somewhere in the middle, is always my take. Mm. If they create a synthetic version of you right now, they own that synthetic version, which means they don't have to pay residuals to you or your estate. Which is insane. So, like, which is insane. But like if we realize that like we're training off your likeness, like and they use a synthetic version of you, you should at least get some of it. So this at the bare minimum, you know what I mean? Like this this brings me to this email that I got the other day, which is what I was just searching for. Um, Mm -hmm. I I get emails all the time um, to the the emotional support email, right? Because I think they're getting me, but they're not, you know. Anyways, so someone but wrote they are. me, but they are, but they are, <laughs> somehow. They, somehow they are. Um, um, or it'll come through like an assistant, whatever, you know, before. So someone had written me, um, I won't say the name of the company, but it was the founder of a company and it has to do with AI likeness. And it was, it's a type of platform that monetizes the, your likeness. Okay. With mm-hmm. audio, video, like all different types of content. Okay. And, but it gives you control of how your likeness is. So they use the example of cameo, right? (laughs) So anyways, so they go seem interesting. That's like their hook, right? And it's celebrities can start monetizing and controlling their likeness at scale with AI. And I thought, I'm not even acknowledging this. Like I thought it was fake. They then sent me another one. And then they send me a third one, just a quick reminder, reminding me about their invitation. And I thought, 
a few things, okay? The first thing is, if I was doing like, if I was like Michael Rappaport, right? Who literally has thousands of, of cameos that he does a month. There may be a moment where I'd be like, you know what? I'm so sick of tired of doing the same fucking happy birthday shenanigans. Happy birthday, you know? blank. blank. Just train Here your voice on a model, send sure. it out. Okay, maybe I'd be into that. But the fact that this is a random company that reaches out to me on email and I'm just gonna give away my likeness, what's scary is the way that we are in the economy right now and the way that money is so tight, so many people are gonna do this just because they're like, fuck, if this is another way to bring in some income and be able to pay for dinner, like I'm gonna do it. And it's scary because it's like, what are you giving away? Like, how are you? you Hang know? on, we gotta pause here because there's another layer to this nonsense. Tell me. Do you own your likeness? How do I know? How this would I know? I own myself, weird... I thought. No, but but this is the thing. Like, you have most, I will use the most actors blanket category, have some sort of holding company, LLC, private yes. corporation, trust, etc., that holds their likeness, mm. the legal rights to it. Yes. Reproduction, reproduction, like remixing, reuse. You as an individual technically might not own the ability to give your own likeness away. Shit. So like, again, like large, large actors, like, you know, like let's just make fun of Michael Douglas for a second here. I'm sure he has some holding company that owns his thing. And like Michael Douglas gets paid from Michael Douglas's holding company who holds his rights and distribution and everything. And Michael Douglas signs up for this service. Michael Douglas is the individual. Yes. Yes. Michael Douglas's holding company can turn around and sue Michael Douglas because it's not a proper reuse, remix, or repurposing of his likeness. It's so, so like, again, we're like abstracting different layers yeah. of like Netflix and Disney and people who produce original content, like want to reach down into the barrel to try and find profits right now. Oh, like 100%. I understand why they're doing this. But what I don't understand is the legal arguments for these things mm-hmm. currently do not exist or do not make any sense no. in the face of AI. No. So we're like renegotiating a writer's and now an actor's contracts, regardless of sort of what happens here. I will put any amount of money that four years from now, there will be a Supreme Court case of some actor v. Disney mm. that will get reviewed by the Supreme Court because the real question is who owns your rights in the first place? Well, and I'll say this, like uh, what, what always was very, I, I think coming from the, the tech background of like having Sturgis and mm-hmm. technology and stuff and being like super fans of, of Disney and Star Wars and all that stuff, You know, if you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy, like let's use that as an example, right? So many of those characters, like the lead characters, like I want to use the example of Zoe Saldana in Avatar, okay? Yeah. That is so absolutely like AI technology, like uh, out of control. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell that's her other than it's 
such a strong acting performance and it's so incredible that she can do this. It's like, yeah. I, I, I really push everyone to go watch. There's like a behind the scenes mm -hmm. of her doing this really intense scene where she's so like emotional and she has all these things all over her face and these cameras and stuff. And I'm like, how is she in this? Like, she's a brilliant actress. Anyways, besides that, you look at that, right? And you're like, oh, I totally understand how Disney could be like and James Cameron be like, oh, well, yes, you did this acting performance, but this looks absolutely nothing like you. We own you. it. So we, we own, own it. it. It's that not your is likeness. our character that we created. You might as well be voicing a cartoon, right? Because in the same sense, it's just a different form of animation, right? It's like some people don't own Frozen if they're like one of the princesses or whatever. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. may own a little bit of it or they might get, you know, residuals or, you know, toy rights yeah. or whatever. So the, that makes the girl in Frozen is not Adina Menzel, but everybody knows it's her. So like, right, you know, right. and they're like, so it's a legal gray area. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, I understand in that kind of situation where they're like, well, we want to make this a ride, right? We want to make Avatar a ride. Zoe Saldana is not available to do it. We don't need her to do it. It's just like when people who, who pass away, like I know people who have voice matched people that have passed away who are very famous right. voice actors. Um, and they'll do that like for a ride or a sequel or something like mm -hmm. that, you know? So you can understand that, but it just gets tricky when it's like, it's totally you and it's totally like Alessandra, like warts and all everywhere, like being copied. But that's like, but again, we're right back at the same spot of like, they want to make a ride, you know, like does the person who then consents you, Kadena Menzel to be like, okay, like we sure. can make new Frozen songs with my voice, but I'm not going to sing into the microphone. Is she legally allowed to okay that decision? Or is it someone else's decision? Right. Right. I, I don't know. And that's like, uh, so this is like a lot of the contract stuff is, is weird here in a way that for some people it will be their own personal decisions. For other people, it will be trust and estate. For other people, it will be some sort of co-ownership between Disney, the person who did the voice acting, some holding company, some funder from somewhere else, and there's got to be like a board vote. But like at the end of the day, SAG has to be this catch-all. Yep. Yep. And and create a contract that allows all of those people. To do what they want to do. Well, and this and it is like yeah. an impossible task. Mm -hmm. They will somehow figure it out. But I'm like, for people who think this is just like the top level of just like, oh, actors are complaining. I'm like, just like no. scratch a couple layers deeper. And like, these are really interesting questions yes. about what AI means for you. Yes. And then what it means for you dictates a lot of different things when it comes to your health outcomes, your children's health outcomes, the kinds of communities you live in. If you want to see companies become super conglomerates, creating artificial people, like it is just like, well, and I, think on some levels curious. of this, we're past the art project version of this yeah. where it's oh, like, absolutely. and now we're like into real people's lives being like, wait a minute, we have to think about. Oh, absolutely. Like you're an actor, you play a role who owns that role. How do we decide how it moves forward? And like a lot of this is certainly about performing and in content and distribution. But like the reason I want to do this podcast with you is to be like, yeah, let's drill down into some of this. But also like all of these decisions 
because of the way the actors unions are set up yep. and because there's a minimum threshold you have to work to actually get healthcare coverage could potentially be huge oh in huge. deciding you know if leonardo dicaprio decides to not work for two years not because he doesn't need the money but like does he technically still have health insurance and the answer is maybe i don't know yeah yeah. And it is just like mind numbing to people. Yeah. So I think that there is this like aspect of it where it's like, yeah, I care. It's interesting. It's on the page of, you know, the front cover of the New York Times and like the LA Times. But then like you really think about like what this means for the people who generate, who play these roles, who are on your favorite Netflix shows. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like. If you think that people are acting in good faith in this industry from a content creator and distributor standpoint, like go look at what is happening right now yeah. with the app formerly known as HBO Max. Like yeah. companies are consolidating. Yep. They're cutting out costs. The costs that they're cutting out are actors and actresses. And then they're like, we're just going to build a shitty app that you can put on your Apple TV and like, hopefully you won't notice. Well, and, and this like, this is currently the state of the industry. And then you add AI on top of this being right. like, you know what else we can do to really cut people out is like, you no longer need Joanna Gaines. We're just going to make an AI version of them move to you like, always need Joanna Arizona. Gaines. Arizona. No, but Magnolia. like you're going to move to Arizona and we're going to flip houses that cost yeah. $65,000 yeah, exactly. and then just. Sure. It is. But the scariest is, is economic that, scale deployment that yes, that you see in people that run private equity firms, yes. not performing arts. No, but the scariest is I was talking to um, a, a owner of a restaurant that I know that's near one of the studios um, around here in L.A. And mm -hmm. I said, how are you guys doing? Like, how have you been? And he said, you know, ups and downs, to be completely honest, it's been really hard because with the strike, you know, people can't afford to come in for breakfast or we're not doing the catering that we used to. He said, but yeah. the craziest was he went into this grocery store, which provides a lot of stuff for one of the studios and he's buddies with them. And he asked them, he's like, how's it been going for you guys? And they said, it's been terrible. We have lost just, the, just this month, you know, $20,000 a day. Of, of stuff, $20,000, because they're used to supplying, you know, the napkins, the the cutlery, the water bottles, mm -hmm. you know, for one studio. And that's how much they're losing a day. So that's what people also need to understand is like everyone and everyone is in support of the strike. Even the people that are losing that much money, they're in support of it because they know it's not just our, you know, yeah. union that it's happening to. It's going to slowly happen to everyone. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like the computers do not need food. No. <laughs> like, it is just like, again, like you think about the second order effects of people's livelihoods. Yes. And it is truly like, again, there's a way to strike a balance. Like, you know, uh, there should be a tool that you can say, I want to supplement my income. Yep. I want to take some stuff off my plate voice acting work like i would love for will arnett to be able to say anything that i wanted him to for like you know a but five dollar charger how gross is that and, like, but i want to make sure he gets a residual i want to make sure there's safety also, bounds on no, it you know what i mean also, like there's... you don't need that because the problem is is just like in this netflix episode like mm -hmm. 
oh, so someone can just buy your likeness and then have you say racist, homophobic shit and that, and because someone want, paid for that. I mean, that's the other thing yeah. that you have to remember is like, you know, when you're selling your likeness, even if you don't have the right to and an LLC does, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you could be saying stuff that you don't believe in. And like, that's yeah, really awful. Totally. And that's really scary. And that's really dangerous. And so that is why we keep up the fight. That is why we're here. That's why, you know, we ask, you know, maybe don't stream as many, you know, shows like, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do to support, but just make noise and, yeah. you know, don't show up to premieres like, you know, don't go to events talking about it, you know, with the podcast, I, you know, I'm following SAG rules and I'm not having anyone come on promoting, you know, a TV show or a movie. Like we're just here to talk about mental health, yeah. you know, motherhood, parent life, um, kids, and, you know, some, you know, sexual escapades at times. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. Um, that's what it's I about. I think that, I think that, you know, and I've sort of reached the limit of what it is. Like you give sure. me good pushback here about my, you know, fake Will Arnett. I just want to do a smartless episode with yeah. him. <laughs> so I'm like everyone does. But like I and I do think that there's this element too of like, you know, as somebody who works in the business, yeah. as somebody who's been on it for 30 something years yeah. at this rate, in an ideal world, what does this look like? To me, like we're not gonna, yeah, like we're not gonna get rid of streaming. No, 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 no. And so, like, how do we, like, no. what, what does I just this would like, look like for me, like, I am, and once again, like, I'm a firm believer in technology, I'm a firm believer in mm -hmm. us, like, moving forward. Um, but I do believe that there is a balance. What I, the, the number one for me fight that I have is that I believe that everyone should be able to have health insurance. If you're in a union, if you're supporting it, I believe that the studios need to start paying when it comes to streamers, what the networks used to be able to pay and what the networks did pay, you know, when you did a Fox or ABC or CBS yeah. show, um, I believe and and, you know, not for nothing, but those, you know, episodes that I did in my older age, you know, not when I was younger, I was getting paid more when I did ER than I did some really huge shows as a guest star, you know, because just times change because they know that they yeah. can, they know big networks can get bigger names at cheaper prices because people are so hungry for work, you know, and we're work, so desperate. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, my manager at the time was like, yeah, well, I'm like, this is insane. Like, I shouldn't be doing this work. Like, I'm not getting paid at all, like, for this. And he was like, yeah, but, like, you know, when are you going to get another job? And I just was like, fuck. Like, you're right. I got to just, like, yeah. do it, you know, and suck it up. You just got to do it. And it's depressing, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, wait, like, I need to get, like, three other jobs. Like, not just two other jobs. Like, three other jobs to be able to support yeah. my life, you know, and I'm not talking an excessive life. I'm talking a standard life in Los Angeles. Um, so yeah. what I hope to see is I hope to see um, networks bringing out and sharing the wealth um, with those creatives, with the people that are around them, um, you know, because no one's getting paid what they used to. It's, it's, it's yeah. wardrobe, it's makeup, it's catering, it's everyone. Um, and when it comes to AI, I think that if you are going to, you know, want to include and, and merge AI into this world, 
show cash, that's going to be incentive. You know what I mean? Or if you yeah. are going to use someone's AI, use it, pay them every time you use it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to um, use the residual on. as if they're a real yeah, you person. You got to treat it as people. Yeah. yeah. So that that's what I, I hope that there's a balance. I, I have so much faith in Fran Drescher. I think that she is the leader that we have all, you know, not even known we needed and we we need desperately. Um, there's passion and there's fire there. It's going to be a long fight, but I think it's going to be a powerful fight because actors love to perform and this is our stage. So like, yeah. we're ready, honey. We're ready. <laughs> um, so keep on supporting. We're in a space where, yes, it is about actors and actresses and performance and, and all these things. And, you know, not to add more complexity to the story, but I do think it it really means something. When you look at yeah. how membership is structured in these unions, when you look at people who are working on set, who camera crews, you know, it is a level of you must show up and do your job yes but not that it's it, it, you have to do it at, it's such a threshold yeah that like you somehow qualify for this like fancy new you know it's not enough to film five tv shows you have to do six until you actually get benefits like there is this level of like yes and 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 how these things are structured and like really impacts health outcomes Oh, like it, it's completely. tough in a way that like I don't especially think especially in an industry understand. where there's so much mental health like yeah that's what I'm saying stress like, and anxiety and you know criticism and just like think and, about the fringe cases like yeah. you're like you know like rest in peace like Alan Arkin like you do, like think about like he does the last two seasons we're making fun of Michael Douglas again but like. You know, like he does two seasons of Kaminsky method. He's how many years old? He's got to work to get health care. Yeah. And the reason he's not in the third th season is because of contract dispute. Was that why? That's the end of the day. Like it just comes down to brass tacks all the time. And I'm like, guys, like I understand. Like there's a way to make money in a distributed platform. I understand that if you look at the Netflix earnings calls, they're public companies. It's not sunshine and rainbows and them printing money inside that building. Yeah. But there is a, and I understand why they want the AI play. I understand. Sure. Like, I get it. I get it. But I feel like they've lost sight of the prize. And there are, there are other places to cut the costs and, like, look. Oh, I here we'll leave with a little bit of trivia. The average blockbuster, old school days, had between eight and ten thousand titles that you could rent. Like your average strip mall. Wow, right, right. At right. any given time. What is the current catalog on Netflix? How many unique shows? I don't know. More or less? Less. Way less. <gasps> really? Three thousand. No. 3,500. That's crazy. Doesn't this like blow people's mind? Like you would think like, oh, I'm subscribing for this internet platform. I get so much access. Like there's so much variation. Like we killed Blockbuster. I, we and it's three we times more diversified from a content asset standpoint than Netflix is. And they're crying poor. And I'm like, guys, the other shoe is going to fall. Any last words, David? I don't know. I'd like. 
seems a really bad time for me to join the industry, but I still think, I think that if there's it. any executives listening to this when the strike is over. I'm here.